0: So what and So Omnes. Welcome again to another episode of Latin in Laymans. Um I just wanna begin by like just expressing my gratitude to any everybody that has been tuning in for all the new people that I've procured from uh TikTok. I welcome you guys on over. I appreciate you guys coming, asking questions, being inquisitive. Um it's amazing. I can't believe that i that we're starting to finally create this kind of critical mass where I feel like now the rhetoric revolution is being seen and now it's we just gotta start living it. We gotta live it, we gotta spread it, we gotta show our friends, we gotta show our family, we gotta show everybody the the importance of language and linguistics and being able to understand your speech, how to manipulate it, how to speak to any and every audience, being that a highfalutin medical practice practitioner, whatever, I don't know, or that being with your homie G's and just shooting the crap and, you know, broing down on a Sunday, watching football or something like that. I don't know, but remember language can be utilized in so many different faces. And that's what we're coming to understand through Latin. That's what I've done so long with my etymology on my TikTok is before, well, You know, I started doing Latin grammar and I am going to start entertaining that a lot more because I realized that I have a lot of people interested in learning Latin. And hey, you know what? Come on by. It's a free way to learn. You don't have to go to any university. You don't have to go to any school. You can just pop on some earbuds. You can just whip open your phone to TikTok. Not saying that I really support the usage of TikTok, but hey, if you get it to go watch me, I very much support that. So nevertheless, I don't want to get into too much of a ramble bamble, but I just kind of shout everybody out. I got to say, you know what? We've gone from 42 ratings all the way up to 50 ratings on Apple Sports no i'm sorry on spotify and on apple podcast we are up to 24 ratings as of now still at a five star rating but with the more ratings that we've been getting on spotify we're lifting that rating back up i don't know some I, I, I do, a, a while back somebody gave me a, re- a rating that really docked my review or like my my storage in general on spotify but uh right now we're at 50 ratings and i think we're at a 4.6 would really appreciate for those that haven't already to go ahead and uh, do a little thumb taply tap on over to uh, wherever you get and or listen to your podcast, wherever you're listening to it right here and right now. And uh, help me out and send me questions. Remember, um, I'm going to be entertaining so many more now, especially Q&As. I have a lot of questions that I've been procuring from both TikTok now and my podcast, you can email me as well at liamconnorly at gmail.com or latininlaymans at gmail.com. I don't care whichever one you want to use. You are the master of your own universe. Would really appreciate just hearing from you. Uh, you can also find me on Instagram. Uh, it's just a Connerly liam, um, I believe. Yeah, I think it's just Connerly liam. Um, because I've been getting a lot of people coming on over there and you know, sliding into the DMs and asking me questions that way too, which is all good in the hood. I love answering questions. So with that being said, today we're going to be doing some medical stuff because I've been getting a lot of people kind of m- baffled by the amount of uh, Latin and Greek embedded within medicine. So I just kind of want to do a one-off because I want to show some love to my OG EMIA suffix. Emia is spelled E-M-I-A, referring to presence presence in the blood. Um, this is where we get the actual root word hemia in the Greek amia. This is where we get hemo, right? So that's where we get hemophilia, hemophagic, uh hemophile, hemo. Uh, dynamic. I don't know. Um, Now I'm just making up words, sorry. But uh, we're going to be diving into that. Um, That's really what related to whenever you might be presenting to the the emergency room with some sort of presenting um, and or acute symptomatology. They take a blood test on you and you're presenting with these certain things probably when they read that blood panel afterwards. So We're going to get into all those kinds of things, and then we're going to shift on over into lysis, lysis, the suffix referring to the breaking down of the dissolution. In fact, lysis itself uh, really does mean uh, kind of like the breaking down, the loosening of, and in this case, um, well, cells. Um, It's a process where breaking down of cells essentially. So I go into that one as well. So stay tuned but it's also where we get things like analysis too, which isn't really medical based, but hey, you know what? And it means up. lysis means a loosening. So essentially it's the process of breaking down a substance into its constituent parts, aka loosening it up for examination. There we go. That being said, if you find that interesting, stick on with me. Would love to have you. Would appreciate having you. And then If I have some time, I'm going to be diving into a new grammar episode for my 13th episode, diving into reflexive and intensive pronouns in Latin because uh, Latin really likes pronouns a lot. So we will entertain that to the nth degree because we got to show Latin all the love and attention it deserves as well because that's where we're getting all these fun, awesome words that are expanding our woe cabula our vocabulary so there we go let's get on into it thanks again everybody i really do appreciate everybody out there i've my my soul has been filled with the amount of comments and people just telling me how i have reignited their passion for learning um a new language um being more inquisitive in general i just want people to know how learning can just amplify your world And like I've always said, and like I'll continue to say, and like now I will reiterate so, so, so much to my students, looks fade, dumb as forever. What I also just realized is that once this is released, it'll be my 250th episode released. And uh, you know what, what better way to spend it than by showing some love to Emia, a.k.a probably the first usage of Greek that I really saw the correlation and kind of the blend, well, just the the cross connections between the medicine and the Latin and or the Greek, where I then kind of started to dive in more. And that's what I did really my capstone research, bridging medical terminology into Greek and Latin prefix, suffix, affixes, and um, just bridging that all together and showing How we got to show some love to all the dead languages in this world because they really aren't because they actually just envelop all of the English words that we already use. So let's learn what I mean by that and get into our first word here, which is anemia, anemia etymologically Greek an meaning without and emia coming from amia meaning blood or presence in blood in this case greek in origin as you can see look at that it's two greek words smushed together to make the english word anemia without a presence in blood essentially and in this case it's a um, it's a condition characterized by the deficiency of red blood cells and or hemoglobin which leads to the reduction of oxygen carrying capacity right because hemoglobin is the protein that carries, um, uh, oxygen throughout the blood. So if you didn't know, now, you know, leukemia, leukemia coming from the Greek leukos, meaning white emia presence in blood. Again, both of these being Greek words to make the English word. And its definition is a group of blood cancer cells characterized by the abnormal production of white blood cells. So if you actually present on, um, a Blood panel, and you have a white, uh, an elevated white blood cell count um, that is uh, a presenting symptom of leukemia. I remember when I got sick way back um, uh, when I was a sophomore in college and I had to take a medical leave of absence and go through all these testings and all that stuff. I remember my, my mom. Which is like she. It was like you know, like when you you make yourself hypochondriacal by just like looking at one symptom, and then all of a sudden, Google tells you that you have pancreatic cancer and stomach cancer and all the cancers in the world all blended into one. Well, when I and this was just because I was dealing with a systemic inf- infection. Really, in my body. And, you know, I I have autoimmune disorder, autoimmune disorders now because of it that just kind of have bled into my life and will continue to make things difficult at times, but you know, such are the cards that I've been dealt. Um, but when I first had my, my first blood panel read back to me, um, I had a very elevated white blood cell count, um, among other things. And I remember my mom just went straight to cancer. (laughs) She freaked. Anyways, that being said into the next one, hypoglycemia. Etymologically, we got the Greek hypo meaning under Glikis, later translating into glucose, glikis in the Greek meaning sweet, glucose meaning sugar, and then emia meaning presence in blood. So low or under, better to say low in this case because hypo hypo can also refer to low, low sugar presence in blood. And this is a condition marked by abnormally low levels of glucose in blood, essentially low blood uh, uh, blood glucose levels. don't tell me that the etymology doesn't really match with the actual definition, aka hypoglycemia, just a fancy-dancy word for saying low blood sugar. On the other hand, if we take out that hypo and sub in a hyper, now we have what? Hyperglycemia, aka the opposite of hypo because hyper means over excessive or above. Glykis, again, translating into glucose, sugar, presence in blood high sugar presence in blood. And this is a condition characterized by abnormally high levels of glucose in the blood. That after a while, if you are hyperglycemic over a chronic period of time, that will eventually lead into type two diabetes and or insulin resistance and all of those other factors associated with diabetes. Because now we are are dealing with that in our day and age so, 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 so much. And the reason why we deal with that is because we don't allow our body to relax after having sugar. If we're continually having sugar and we're continually having our body secrete that hormone insulin, if we always have insulin elevated after a while, our body gets crapped out and is like, yo dude, we can't do this anymore. So what happens once uh, that, that, that happens, it basically becomes resistant, the opposite of being sensitive. You want to be sensitive. You want to be insulin sensitive, AKA you want to eat your food. You want to have your healthy blood sugar response where it spikes, because that's what happens when you eat. You get a spike in blood sugar. If you have a lot of carbohydrates with said meal or sugars, and then insulin gets secreted in order to bring that blood sugar back down to base so that, or homeostasis or wherever you find your equilibrium so that you are back at good homogeneity and you can live your life instead of having to go on these rapid blood sugar spikes to blood sugar crashes. That being said, I'm seeing my students a lot doing this kind of stuff, because if you're just eating sugar, that's going to spike your blood sugar ASAP. It also drops your blood sugar ASAP. So I'm seeing my students go from a hyperglycemic state to a hypoglycemic state, back to a hyperglycemic state, back to a hypoglycemic state. And don't tell me that we don't have an excessive amount of obesity in our, um, adolescence because of such things. If you guys actually go back to medical literature back in the 70s and 60s and maybe not the 60s, 70s and 80s when we were talking about diabetes more, um, diabetes, type 2 diabetes was not called type 2 diabetes back then. It was actually called adult onset diabetes because typically adults later on in their life would develop diabetes and it was usually because of lifestyle situations and issues. But now that we have given our children the same habits earlier on in life that are not very healthy in order to bring into the world later on, well, yeah, that's why st- statistically, if you look it up, our um, uh, the obesity rates of our children are at an all-time high and ever increasing. So that is... Um, a little, some medicine and understanding of really what insulin is as a hormone that gets secreted into your body. Next one though, with uh, that whole uh, little diatribe done, uremia. Uron in the Greek means urine and then emia, presence in blood. So this, etymologically, urine presence in blood. Definition, A toxic condition resulting from the accumulation of waste products in the blood typically due to a kidney dysfunction because if you guys didn't know, kidney literally filters all of the blood, um, in the body and well, um, urine is kind of just filtered blood in a way. Um, and if you're having blood in the urine, there's something going on with the kidneys. So there's issues going on there and, uh, go see your doctor. Polycythemia, Greek "polys" meaning many, site coming from the "kutos" meaning cell. This is also where we get, you know, "cyto" like thrombocytopenia, thrombocytes, uh, phagocytes. Those are cells that consume. Uh, thrombocytes are th- um, the clotting cells. Those are ones that lead to the eventual uh, accumulation of a scab, because thrombose means to lot, uh, to clump or to lot. to lump or clot. I'm trying to put clot and lump together. That was weird. Um, But that is um, where we get cells, cutose, translating into, in its uh, affix form, site. So then if we have polycythemia, um, we have many cells present in blood. And in this case, According to Almighty Google, it's an increase in the number of red blood cells in the blood, often leading to thicker blood. This doesn't have to correlate with uh, hypercholesterolemia, but sometimes that might be the case. Hyper, what does hyper mean? I just mentioned it. Hyper, opposite of hypo. Hyper, think about hyperactive. When you were hyperactive, you were going, going, going versus hypothermic, you have low body temperature. So if you are, I just got off on a tangent and I forgot what I was gonna uh, talking about because um, I don't have this one written down. This one was one that I just kind of uh, procured out of my head. Anyways, you guys do it. Oh yeah. Hi- hypercholesterolemia. What do you think cholesterol refers to? Well, probably that hormone associated with um, the building blocks of um, testosterone, it's a precursor in a way. Um, I can get into cholesterol in another one. It's a very important, um, well, yeah, hormone in a way. That being said, hypercholesterolemia, high cholesterol presence in blood. If you have that, not that good of an idea because sometimes you can actually have really viscous blood because that means that you have a lot of fat in the blood um, as well because you have maybe hyperlipidemia, lipids meaning fat. Right? High fat presence in blood. And uh, that's not good. Uh, that actually happened to me when I was doing the ketogenic diet for a while. Um, uh, it is when I felt the best uh, gastrointestinally and just like health wise and stuff like that. But it just doesn't agree with my body in the way in which uh, uh, it presented in my blood panel because I had uh, pretty elevated uh, fat cells, trigly- uh, triglycerides. I mean, I had high HDL in a uh, uh, ratio to my LDL, but still probably shouldn't have that as a 25 year old when I was doing it at the time. So that being said, that's why I never die on the hill of, um, nutrition. And because, uh, what I've come to understand about, uh, diet diets and all the health and whatnot is that everybody is like, so, um, dogmatic about their own way. And, uh, it really isn't that that's not the case, you guys, right? As you can see, what works for one person doesn't work for another person. And that's just how, you know, that's the beauty of the the human. That's the beauty of language. That's the beauty of anthropology and culture and the world and people and diversity. So I'm done. Let's get back into it. Bacteremia. Bacteremia, Greek, bacteron, referring to a small rod or staff, AKA referring to bacteria. If you look at, um, uh, bacteria in a microscope, it does look like a little rod and it has little like spikes that'll kind of like stick off of it. And then emia meaning presence in blood. This is the presence of bacteria in the bloodstream often indicating an infection. Don't tell me the, the etymology pretty much correlates hand in hand with its actual definition because bacteremia is really, 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 um, close to septicemia septicemia comes from the meaning putrefying actually in the in the greek um that's where we get putrid um it's also where we get septic tank right because that that stuff smells god awful and uh emia meaning presence in blood so we have basically putrefying presence in blood or putrefying blood essentially. And this is a situation in which there is severe um, infection in the bloodstream usually caused by bacteria and their toxins. So that's just kind of like the, the later, more aggressive uh, presenting of bacteremia. How about hemateria? Uh, hematemia. hematemia, sorry, Greek hem- hematos meaning bloody and then emia meaning presence in blood hematemia actually refers to the presence of blood and vomiting. If that's happening, please go to the doctor. Now, I wanted to kind of bridge off and do a little bit of some word substitution with hemia because now I'm going to take emia and put it at the front as a prefix. Instead of emia, it's going to be heme. And in this case, Hemoptysis. Hemoptysis is, uh, and I, I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing that absolutely correct, but that suffix, tysis, um, spelled P-T-Y-S-I-S, refers to a spitting, and then hemo means blood. This is coughing up blood from the respiratory tract, aka a spitting up of blood. Hematuria. Hematuria is blood in the urine, right? Because urea, or it comes from urine, meaning urine, and aka blood in the urine, according to almighty Google hematuria, hematuria, struggling here right now for some reason, refers to the presence of blood in urine. How about this one? What if we took those hyperglycemia, hypoglycemia, and we just said glycemia? Greek, glikis. What did we we say glycos? translated into later on? Glucose. And what is glucose? It is sugar. And then emia presence in blood. What is glycemia? It's just sugar or sweetness presence in blood, AKA the concentration of glucose in the blood. And this is probably, uh, you're probably diabetic if you have glycemia. Um, hemolysis. Now, Transitioning into our next um, suffix, lysis, referring to a loosening or a release or a breaking down. Hemolysis refers to hemo blood lysis breaking down, the breakdown or destruction of red blood cells in this case. And that's kind of what it means also in the truest sense of the word, the edamos. How about hemodialysis? Um, Well, hema, blood, dia, through, lysis, breaking down. A plus B plus C, the breaking down through a blood. And in this case, the medical definition refers to a medical procedure for filtering waste and excessive fluids from the body when the kidneys are unable to do so. This is where we get dialysis. So hemodialysis would be the more correct pronunciation. But I like to kind of highlight each one of its parts. So hemodialysis. But in this case, it would be hemodialysis. Hemolysis. Hemolysis, hemo meaning um, blood, not Greek. In the Greek, it means blood. And then lysis, the destruction or the breaking down of, and in this case, it's the breakdown or destruction of red blood cells, often leading to the release of hemoglobin into the bloodstream, aka that protein that carries oxygen throughout the bloodstream. Lysis itself in the Greek means dissolution or loosening. And in the medical or, well, actually biology, it refers to the disintegration, dissolution, or breakdown of cells, microorganisms, or molecules in general. Going to get a little swiggy, swig of water here. I just like doing these one-off. I don't like stopping. Can't stop, won't stop. Hydrolysis. Hydro, meaning water, lysis, the decomposition, breaking down, dissolution, whichever one you want to kind of use and sub in place that has that uh, similar meaning to breaking down or loosening or destruction. Uh, Hydrolysis is a chemical reaction in which water is used to break down a compound into its constituent parts. See how all of these words kind of overlap and kind of intertwine in a way, although not all of them uh, pertain to the same field. Or, or really share any sort of um, linguistic characteristics other than the breaking down of. So kind of cool. I like sussing it out. I don't know about you guys, but let's get into the next one. How about electrolysis? Electro, electrolysis, if you will. Electrolysis, but electro from the Greek, electricity, lysis, the decomposition, breaking down, destruction of, and in this case, the, per, it's the process of using an electric current to drive a chemical reaction often used for, well, hair removal and, uh, metal purification, I think as well. But don't, uh, at me on that second one. Cause that one, I'm not sure, f- but I know for hair removal for sure. How about, um, autolysis, uh, auto self lysis, the decomposition of maybe it would be pronounced as autolysis. I don't know, frick, whatever. It's the self-digestion or breakdown of cells by their own enzymes after death. This is similar to autophagy, uh, the consumption, because phagy refers to consumption, and then auto meaning self, so that's the self-consumption of. And in this case, cells, because cells regenerate um, and they kind of do a whole recycling process. <clears throat> proteolysis proteolysis however you want to pronounce it um, Greek proteo meaning protein and then lysis decomposition of definition according to almighty google an enzymatic breakdown of proteins into smaller peptides or amino acids really because that's what proteins are they're made up of peptides amino acids it a bop about. thrombolysis This is also where we get thrombocytopenia and thrombocytes. Thrombos, again in the Greek, means to clot or to lump. Lysis, the decomposition of. Thrombolysis, the process of dissolving a blood clot using medication or enzymes. Photolysis or photomyosis photolysis. Maybe I'm just pronouncing it wrong. I need to stop making that Y. So pronounced photo, photo, photolysis. I don't know. Somebody at me and let me know how I'm doing with the pronunciation. I don't know why. I, I, you know what? I'm going to stop and I'm going to look it up here real quickly. All right. You guys are going to hate me, but it's photolysis. So sorry about that. Because if that's the case, then it's autolysis, it's uh, electrolysis, hydrolysis, um, proteolysis, thrombolysis, and photolysis. Anyways, uh, photo means light, lysis, breaking down of. It's a breakdown of the chemical compounds through the action of light. Osmolysis, osmo meaning to push, and then lysis the decomposition of this is also where we get um osmotic reactions um osmosis in general um Think about a laxative, for instance. That's what uses uh, osmotic, well, they're osmotic laxatives, right? And what are osmotic laxatives? Well, they bring water into the colon in order to push all of that hard stool out. Osmo, again, meaning to push. And osmolysis in the Greek means the rupture of, or, uh, well, no, I'm sorry, the rupture or the dissolution of cells due to changes in osmotic pressure. How about cytolysis? meaning cell, just like thrombocytes, just like phagocytes. We were talking about that before. In fact, we had that word that we had talked about previously. Do you remember it? There was a lot of them, but it's polycythemia. Polycythemia, um, remember an increase in the number of red blood cells in the blood, which often just leads to thicker blood. Poly meaning many sites, cell emia presence in blood, many cells in the blood. So back to uh, the one that we were talking about, which was cytolysis. This would be lysis, the decomposition or destruction or bursting of cells, often due to osmotic imbalances. How about necrolysis? necrolysis necros means dead in the Greek and lysis again meaning the decomposition of again most of these words are Greek in origin but that's okay we got to show Greek some love as well some of it is Latin some of its Greek a lot of toxicology pathologies in general within the medical field are going to be Greek so there you go if you didn't know now you know and with that being said The definition of necrolysis is the decomposition or disintegration of dead tissue. And then finally, how about let's just do a one-off here from the lysis where we get analysis. Analysis and a meaning up or throughout and lysis, a loosening or a breaking down of in this case. What is it according to almighty Google? It's the process of breaking down a substance into its real, like it's constituent parts for examination, breaking down the whole into its parts in order to understand it more. It's like parsing a Latin word, looking at Puella, for instance. If I were to say, give me the gender number in case of Puella room." I would look at that ending i would see that a-r-u-m i would see the parts to the whole i would break them down i would see puel is my stem and then a room is my base together makes the whole but the parts that make the whole are going to give me the information as to how it's going to function in that sentence so again wrapping back around to a room if you have a first declension latin um, chart up in front of you you would go ahead and go to the um, a room ending, which in this case would correlate with the plural column. And then if I were to look all the way over to my far left underneath the cases, I would see that it would be in my genitive row and then X marks the spot. You would tell me genitive plural. And in this case, Puella room is a feminine, uh, word. Okay. So with that being said, Thank you for sticking on by with me until the end here with that little, little cameo of Latin. Again, if you did make it all the way here, I really do appreciate you guys. Uh, Some of this I know can be a little, little highfalutin, but I hope that this gives you an idea as to why language is just such this vast and kind of It's math, it's an equation. It's an A plus B plus C equals skibity-bity-bop and all you got to do is you got to take one part out, put in another part, take another part out, put in another part, take another part out, put in another part, and that's how you get from hypoglycemia to hyperglycemia to glycemia in general, and then if we take the glycemia out, we can go to hyper, hyperthermia to hypothermia, to then we can do hypernitremia to hypophosphatemia, and I will stop. But that being said, Hope you learned something new. And if you did, remember to show some love and support for me. Spread the word. The rhetoric revolution is starting to make its presence, I think. And now we just got to treat it right. And we got to spread it. We got to hold it tight. And we got to embrace the knowledge. Thank you guys again. And remember, take a moment to just thank yourself. Maybe it's your stomach. Maybe it's your fingertips this time. Maybe it's doing a body scan and finding that one area in your body that doesn't feel quite at peace and just focusing on it for a second and saying, you know what? It's okay. With that all being said, nevertheless, nonetheless, shouting out to my homie Gs over on TikTok that are giving me ideas on how to help uh, quell my idiosyncrasies of that being said, even though they think it would be a really great merch idea, which I think is really funny. Um, I'll catch you on the flip. Get out of here. Tempo says to away.